Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, February 18th. This week, we take you back to a talk from BOF Voices 2021 where futurists Martin Raymond and Christopher Sanderson from the Future Laboratory examined a series of fast-paced changes that will dominate the wider world in the coming decade and advised on how brands must adapt. It's a moment they're calling the transformative 20s. Amid all this change, the dynamic between brands and their customers has moved away from being transactional to focusing more on collaboration as a key tenant of a business model that is in flux. Here are Christopher Sanderson and Martin Raymond on the Age of Acceleration. So as you saw in uh, our movie, we started to unpack, I think, three key trends, which is what we'd like to share with you uh, in this presentation. As we start to unravel some of these really quite complex ideas, which of course we've been discussing over the last two days. We started to think about this idea of the metaverse and how we start to requalify the way that we work as consumers and as brands, as custodians of brands. And we think about the, our relationship with society within that kind of construct and that idea of what it means and what it reflects. We also want to talk about the notion of the super society and the way our societies are beginning to change and to adapt and morph at this point of what we've called the transformative 20s, a decade of change at the speed of which and the pace of which we really just have not even begun to get used to quite yet. So the, if you think about the age of acceleration, two things. One is the speed of future change. And the other is the impact that that change has on culture. So if you think about July 16th, 1945, can anybody tell me what happened on that date? I mean, if you think one significant thing that changed the future of how we see acceleration. 
the explosion of the atomic bomb, well done, in the New Mexico desert. It was the first time that, as somebody described it, the hand of the atomic age scarred the earth. So we think about that from that moment onwards. Well, we, we move seeing... to what's now described as the Anthropocene age, the age in which human beings have had an impact on the very nature of our planet. Hence, the creation of what is known as Plastiglomerate, a rock that was found in Hawaii a few years ago that clearly showed the hand of man on the creation of a new type of sedimentary rock. And this understanding of the Anthropocene, of course, has been accelerated since the 1950s by the growth of, well... Um, well, think, for example, biotech. Uh, yeah. Think about vaccines. We're doing our test here. Thermal energy, anybody else? You know, think of all of those great things. From the 50s up to now, what happened? You had a massive input, an injection of science on an unprecedented scale. An acceleration in a way that somebody said it was just unprecedented, bizarre, grotesque and unbelievable. Yep. So welcome to the transformative 20s. <laughs> Those of you that think that the uh, coronavirus pandemic is hopefully just the only shock that we're going to experience over the next 10 years, I'm afraid are sadly either very delusional or completely misinformed. What we all have to get used to is an acceleration of disruption on a global scale that polaxes our societies, our businesses, our way of doing things on a scale that we've never really known before. The notion or the time for progressive evolutionary change is behind us. We have reached the point where it is about radical resets over which sometimes we have absolutely no control. So in order to help us to deliver this and to think about this, let's think about some of those bigger global drivers that we're all aware of, these, these mega trends, these forces that sit behind the way in which we respond to change as an industry, as a consumer, but also as a brand. So we're talking about this idea, as we have done throughout the last two days, of accelerating technology. Accelerates, isn't it? I was about to say accelerating technologies, uh, but Chris is away. You know, climate change. Think about the creation myth. You know, think about Adam and Eve. What happened? Eve was thrown out for basically biting into the thing of knowledge. What's happened now? The CRISPR scissors. You know, two women have created a mechanism that will allow us to re-edit what Eden looks like. That's E dot D-E-N. They're changing the world, the CRISPR scissors already. So we're living in a future where all of these things become hugely dislocated. We we're also living in a world, of course, global versus local, one of the key other drivers that is uh, interrupting and changing the way that we behave. Evolving demographics. There used to be, do you remember two genders? Gosh, what was that about? You know, so inconsiderate. And now, thanks to things like the Chris, we can choose, well, I counted recently, biology texts tell me there are 50 genders that we can start choosing from. Yep. Wow, pick and mix. Yep. And then finally, the notion of the urban mindset. Back in 2014, as a species, we passed a really important landmark. We became an urban species rather than a rural species. And that change, of course, is fundamental to the way that we now behave.
So our citizens, all of us as individuals, have started to adapt to new ways of living, of well-being, and we're starting to see, obviously, the impact this is happening on, on our very systems, the way that we operate as businesses and as brands, creating new ways of conversation and new ways of thinking about this idea that we heard about in the movie, this essential idea of how we become more kinetic and agile in businesses in the way that we choose to operate. So, you know, thinking about what kind of systems we have collaborative, we have the notion of communal, we have the notion of complex, but also we're beginning to see, and I think this term came up again and again, the notion of decentralization. You know, how things are being fragmented, fractured, pulled down in a different way. We've called this the notion of future flux. So let's start with a quote, this from uh, the cloud consultancy Avaya International, where when we spoke to Savio Tovar Diaz, who's the senior director well there, said to us, to be ready for the unknown, you need agile architectures, flexible business models, and the ability to flex up and down as your business demands. So flexible and agile, that's what consumers are looking for. So what we're saying is we're beginning to see this notion of elastic brands. You know, brands where well, rather than react to something, they are thinking about continual, agile, and as we say, refractive change. But why is that the case? Well, in essence, fundamentally, it's because the power dynamic between brands and consumers has shifted. Previously, it was, of course, transactional. We were all part and have become now part of a trader generation. We buy and sell. We work in communities of mutual ambition where brand and customer become co-creators, co-curators, co-sellers and partners in a business's future success. So think about how brands talk about you know, technology in the future. You've got Shopify here, but think about how a lot of us are communicating using direct messaging. You know, we're using things like, do you remember QR codes? I remember the first time around, I think, yeah? You know, think about how things like text messaging has come back, but also how logistic chains are now being used as front of house mechanisms. So we shop at the logistics chain. We also have things called dark kitchen, dark retail. This notion that somewhere in our cities are lurking things which can potentially be turned into retail profit. They used to be called, anybody? Car parks. Yeah. So, navigating this influx futures, consumers are going to appraise a company's ability to be more candid. Okay, kinetic movement is back again. More proactive. You know, the notion of being collaborative, a term we keep using over and over. More agile. And I think the great word of the moment, like resilience and like agility and like regenerative, is transformative. So, the ability to be flexible, to flux, to change, to move, that's not normally the way that businesses operate. But now we're going to have to, as we start to think about this shift from future flux into the growth of the alternate economy. And there we have the term, the metaverse. And this is a quote. The metaverse is arguably as big a shift in online communication as the telephone or the internet. And that's David Mazzucchi, who's the founder and CEO of Roblox. So just think about that. You know, the telephone, how it profoundly changed the way we spoke and communicated. And then the internet. Can you remember what was the world like pre-internet? 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream. A rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, Swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Yeah, have we that memory? Fax machines, anybody? You know, then suddenly they weren't. And what he is saying is suddenly the internet won't. It will be a different place and a different world. So 
alternate economies starts to look at how, we've heard this word several times already, decentralized digital capitalism is also rebuilding the internet from the ground up. It really is a revolution. And here we're seeing how subcultures, micro-communities, and even collectivist-style guilds, that wonderful old world, guilds, are reclaiming both the social and the cultural capital as they start to push back against the might of GAFA, our Google, Apple, Amazon, Alibaba, and Facebook kind of, you know, majority and their monopoly. And instead of simply being used to share information to trade goods, for our new generation of Gen Zs, or Zalphas, when you combine them with Generation Alpha, the internet is now also being used to coordinate value, but also to redefine values. So think about that, Zalphas, you know, cuspal Gen Z, Gen A, coming together. We've called it the World Wild Web. It's still not being determined. The frontiers are still opened. We're still ready to trade on it. But how do we want to trade? It is not going to be like the old world. It will not look like the thing that we live in. Think about Alice putting her hand through the glass. Imagine if she stepped through and found the same old thing. Rather not do that, really. So what does it look like? Facebook wants it to look like the world as it is, with more of offers to become more of the same of what it used to be. What they are saying, we want it to be different. So really, that's the challenge. When you're building for the metaverse, do not build like, build unlike, build different. We have also come up with the term of what we call the betterverse. Imagine that, that we're building it better. You know, we're going to make this thing work for all. We're going to make it work for everybody. And we're going to ensure that what? Well, imagine one of the great big theories at the moment is that nobody should profit from the metaverse. <gasps> Heresy. Shame. Well, do we believe that people should profit from the moon? I think we don't. Antarctica, we don't. So why is it different with the metaverse? That's the question that they're asking. Thinking about so what do we see? We see a community that want crypto, they want blockchain, they want NFTs, but they also want NFEs, as in non-fungible experiences. And trust me, that isn't tautology. They want to also understand how these products and experiences need to be co-created, co-curated and co-owned, but also co-distributed because these decentralized systems are going to push back on the ownership models that have defined our notion of success to date. It's changing the universe that they currently live in because this universe makes no sense to them. It's no longer fit for purpose. In the future world then, the metaverse world, they're looking for brands that can be equitable. You know, the notion of entrepreneurial. So they're not against business, it's just business as different. Decentralized and user-generated. And also the notion that it's collectively inspired because it's collectively agreed upon. And of course, circular, as we've heard already. So let's move on to our third area, this idea of how our society is going to be kick-started over the next 10 years into some really quite radical ways of thinking. This is a quote from Alan Jope, the CEO of Unilever. And if I'd like you to be able to focus on just one thing that we have said, it's this. Principles are only principles if they cost you something. My problem at the moment is that I think so much of what we're trying to do is to find what we believe are easy solutions, optimistic solutions to the problems that we face that are win, win, win. 
And as much as I love the idea, as we heard right back at the beginning on day one, from our first dame, Dame Vivian, or our second dame, Dame Vivian too, the idea of how we move towards the hopefulness for a win-win-win, I'm afraid we're not always going to be able to be in a win-win-win situation moving forward. So think about, you know, if you're talking about the age groups entering this world, we do a lot of research with them. And they're saying that you know, we do want it to be decentralized. We do want to be decolonized. How do you decolonize something that hasn't been existing? Well, you can, because unfortunately, we spend our time planning the future. And when I speak to people about the future, it sounds like today with just something extra. Maybe we're flying, maybe we're kind of levitating, whatever. It's the same old, same old. So what they would like to do is to stop the thing now, strike the boundary line, and say, if we go forward, where do we go forward to? What does it look like? So here we're seeing the growth of 15-minute neighborhoods. You know, what we're calling NatCore, bringing nature back into the city. Why should business live in the city? What's wrong with having a tree instead of a dull old CEO? So the rise of central culture districts. You know, the notion of, well, how about the death of the central business district? Let's pull down the rotten core in the apple. Let's actually pull down the apple business and then think about what we could do with these new precincts of possibility. So these are ways of living, working and being that are bringing more autonomy, flexibility and equity to tomorrow's cities. But also reminding us that no matter how many people live in the countryside and that kind of idea that we're all escaping to the countryside, more of us not only want to live in a city, but are going to have to live in, in a city. city. So rather than abandon them, we've now got to reinvent them. Okay, so by bringing nature back in, this is what the big architectural plans we've seen all over the world is to bring nature back, not to segregate it and certainly not to corral it within parks you know, those artificial moments of, of neglect in the city. Let's bring nature back differently. We're going to have to collapse the zones that we currently see between business and leisure. And then the living block. You know, how many of us live in cities and enjoy living in cities and walk around them? And after 12, 11, 10, they're empty. Those people have gone home. This is our home. How dare you? Now let us reinvent better and different. So hence the growth of wellness architecture rather than anonymous corporate blocks. So coming to the fore in the 2020s is going to be new approaches to livability, to self-sufficiency, to collectivism. We're going to start to see a future based, we believe, on a foundation of nature, intersectional architecture and responsive healthcare as we really start to move towards an environment in which we change our relationship with nature as we begin to appreciate it more. The notion of the transformative 20s, that we are moving through a decade in which we are proactively looking for the businesses, the brands, the products, the goods and the services that will help us on our journey to become healthier, wealthier and happier. Despite everything that surrounds us, we can still be optimistic about the future. So we're looking for things that are nature-centric. You know, the virtually accessibility of these new cities, life-preserving cities. Intersectional and fidgetally connected. Now, even in these few short trends, I think you can see just how breathless, fast-paced and accelerated the now and the next is coming. So really, there's no chance of it ever being about 
the new normal or a return to the new normal. I mean, what is the new normal? The old normal was dull. <sighs> well, now that we've had a break, let's go back and do the new normal. So it's dull plus. What it should be, we're saying it should be the new extraordinary. Imagine that. Every day you wake up, you say, wow, we're going to have the new extraordinary in retail, in design, in architecture, in thinking, in well-being. That's how this thing should be. It is about extraordinary moments. Well, why? Because we are ordinary people and we need them. Hmm. So... It's not just about what's possible. It is really about what is essential moving forward. So, are we all ready to accelerate? Good. Thank you very much. Let's get accelerating. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico, to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.